Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ramble. Real quick trigger warning, I definitely talk about anxiety, depression, and mental health in this episode, so just want to let you guys know ahead of time, but um, I hope you enjoy it, and let's get into it. What's up, everyone? You get just me today. I hope you enjoy it. (laughs) Oh, wait, I have to say, and you're listening to... Pretty basic. Hey guys, what's up? It is Alicia Marie here. Yes, I am doing my second solo episode today. If you guys didn't know, I actually did one by myself probably about two months ago now. And I actually talked a lot about anxiety and guess what we're going to talk about today. It's going to be a part two of that. Um, mostly because I actually do have a lot of updates and Also, I can't believe how many of you messaged me and it honestly made my heart so happy and I don't know, it's just hearing you guys share your stories and saying how much that episode actually had helped your anxiety um, so much just honestly meant the world to me and a lot of you really wanted me to do more episodes like this and I had been meaning to do an update. I still need to do one on my vlog channel, but before we get into that, first things first, since I have the mic to myself right now, I'm going to give myself the most shameless self-plug ever and just say you know if you are not already following me on Instagram YouTube um definitely do that shopalishamarie.com buy the merch um but no actually Rem and I are shocked by how many of you listen to this podcast which I think it's a good thing that we we know how many downloads we get but we literally thought our team was joking to us when they actually gave us some numbers of how many downloads we get and we thought they were lying like we thought there was a glitch in the the system the simulation has a glitch like we genuinely were floored um realizing how many of you guys listen to this which made us realize maybe you actually have no idea that we're youtubers and influencers and we have you know other platforms so definitely go follow both of us there um but yeah In other news, I uploaded a video today and I think all of you guys are going to be so freaking proud of me. I just want to give a shout out to anyone who has listened from the very beginning to Pretty Basic, this podcast, because if you have listened, you've you've seen me grow quite a bit, not just patting myself on the back here, mostly how much I am open about talking about things. If you listen to one of the first episodes, do me a favor, go listen to one. You will hear through my voice how uncomfortable I am. It was such a weird transition going from filming videos on YouTube and editing them down, filming for 40 minutes and cutting all of that footage down to six minutes of a video, putting that on YouTube, to going to a podcast where you just talk and you barely cut anything. Honestly, you really barely cut anything. Um, 
So I was thinking about how far I've come, one, just by filming this solo episode, but two, today I actually uploaded a collab with Miss Lore DIY herself, the DIY queen, and we uploaded a truth or drink video. Both of us uploaded a 20-minute video, so in total you have 40 minutes of pure bliss to watch today. Um, I have to say, I think this is my all-time favorite video I've ever uploaded on my channel, and if you watch it, you're going to know why. I just, one, it's freaking hilarious. I think I'm truly 100% myself in this. Granted, I am drunk in it, which obviously that's like my drunk self, but as a whole, just not having a filter and being totally myself, it really felt like the camera wasn't even there when we were filming. And I know both of us just had so much fun filming that. Um, so definitely check it out. I'm going to have them put the link to it in the show notes or just go to my channel and watch it. But yeah, it was so much fun. I think I ended up having seven or eight shots. At I think it was seven, seven shots by the end of it. Because here, here was the thing. So we sit down to film this video and we both decided we were going to film the same exact video and just make it a two-part type of thing. So we sit down and Lauren says, who wants to start it? And I volunteered to go first because normally the person who films their collab first, it's usually... A little rocky because you're still getting you're still starting out but I was like you know what? I'll take one for the team I'll go first we film my video I'm like four shots in at this point and I it hits me that we have to film another whole video of this so I just knew I was like oh no I'm gonna be so drunk in her video which I think because both of our videos were 20 minutes I think both of them together I think we were filming for almost three hours which was insane so by the end of her video I was definitely drunk but um it was definitely spread out over the long course of period and let me just tell you my life has changed forever I think I have been living under a rock Remy and I have been living under a rock I knew 1942 Don Julio the tequila if you're unfamiliar is you know a fan favorite people love this one I just thought it was because it was bougie and that's the most expensive tequila, one of the most expensive tequilas you can find. I just thought it was more of a flex, like a bougie flex. Yes, it goes down smooth. It's, 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 you know, it's pretty good. I had no idea that it doesn't give you hangovers. And that is why it was $160. Like, I had no hangover. I've never experienced this in my life. That's why at the end of the video, if you watch both of our videos, I put in a clip um, of me literally. I thought the camera wasn't rolling and I am dying. I'm like, oh my God, I feel great. Like I know I had seven shots, but I feel great. And I had no idea that Don Julio doesn't give you hangovers. PSA, if anyone needed to know that, um, now we know why it's almost $200 a bottle because that's why everyone wants it. No duh. Like I'm, I think the crystal light and Tito's thing may co not come to an end, but don't be shocked if we start becoming tequila bitches <laughs> because yeah, I told Rem and she was like, no freaking way. Are you kidding me? Like no wonder. So I just had to let all of you girls or guys know out there that that is why. So anyways, that was the video. Definitely go watch it. It was so fun. I was just really proud of myself of how open I was and the response on it is really awesome. And I know I'm trying so hard to separate myself from views and how I feel and being proud of something. Like even if something doesn't have views to not let that affect my mood, it's just really hard when you're a creative or an artist and you work on a project and you put it out there and it doesn't get the response you hoped for. Um, but I'm not going to lie. It did put me in a good mood just seeing all of the positive comments on it. And especially you guys who have said 
it's so cool seeing how much I've grown or the fact that you watched me when you were in elementary school or middle school and now you're in high school or college or you're also my age and you're in your late 20s and that you can still watch my content and relate to it. Seriously, that's all I ever dreamed of. Like when I took a break a few years ago, I all I wanted was just to make content that you guys enjoyed and that I also enjoyed. So I know there's going to be a few comments of people just saying that I've changed or I'm not a family friendly channel anymore. But more than anything, I feel like the most important thing ever is just being true and authentic to who you are and not putting on a show or a front for people to be a quote good role model. That's something that I wish I learned sooner. Obviously, I learned it how, you know, the way I learned it. But I'm also kind of out of breath. I forgot how um, much you talk when you record a solo episode by yourself. So bear with me with that. I also did have a energy drink, which I probably shouldn't have had right before filming this. Um, Shout out Celsius. They're not sponsoring this podcast. However, I would love for them to sponsor it because we are constantly restocking our fridge with Celsius. And if you're curious, the peach mango green tea is the one that I'm drinking and it is so freaking good. So good. I'm trying to think of what else is new. Honestly, the number one question that I get from most people in real life, not on the internet, is how is the roommate situation? Have you guys killed each other yet? Please give us the tea. There's no way four girls can live in a house together in a little sorority house and not kill each other. Surprisingly, guys, we are stronger than ever. The sorority girls, sorority house, whatever you want to call us, we are thriving. Um, I think... We've just figured out such a good system and not to just say like, I don't know, we're really good at having roommate talks. Um, We even had one the other week, which I highly recommend for anyone if you're in a living roommate situation, even if it's your boyfriend or whoever, to have a designated time at dinner or whenever to sit down and just talk living together roommate situation. We we ended up making a chore chart because Ashley is a total neat clean freak and always cleans but we realized she was doing most of the work and it wasn't fair um but it was so good so Taryn kind of led it which loved Taryn and it just felt so mature like it was a safe place we all just sat at the table and we kind of just voiced anything that either has bothered us that someone's been doing um or that something we would like others to do a little more of or less of or blah 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 whatever and it was so cool because I think all of us felt safe to bring up those little nitpicky things even the things that I know is so stupid and it's not a big deal and I know no one intends or means to do it, but it still kind of bothers me or hurts my feelings. I'm not going to go into everything we talked about, but one thing, for example, that I brought up and it was so crazy because I felt like it was a big, I I don't know. I felt like it wasn't a big deal. So I didn't want to talk about it any other time, but just being at a table together and all talking about this, we just also prayed beforehand and said like, please help us to be open and not defensive and just to really hear each other out. And it was so amazing. So one of the things that I said that actually had bothered me was you guys are going to, I don't know if you guys will get this, but this was so little. It was the stupidest thing, but it was happening for the past two or three months. And I noticed myself feeling angry inside whenever it would happen. And I knew I wasn't going to bring it up because it didn't feel like a big enough deal, but I swear bringing up the little things are, is what's important because otherwise you're just going to stuff it all down. And one day it's going to explode and it's going to be world war three or something. So Basically, when quarantine started, we all kind of took different things upon ourselves. Ashley cleans. (laughs) 
um, which I wasn't mad at because I struggle with that. And something that I kind of took upon myself was ordering food. So in the very beginning, we were using um, delivery services a lot for food just because we didn't really want to go to the grocery store and we didn't feel comfortable. So I was the one who kind of took it upon myself to order all of the food. It was never discussed that I would do that. But every single week, I was just the one placing the order and I would text everyone, hey, let me know if there's anything specific you'll want, but I'm just going to get groceries and then we can split it four ways. So that's kind of how we have our situation. It's not that we all have different shelves. It's just a one communal fridge. We all cook together. We all eat together and we just split the grocery money because it pretty much evens out for us. And it started happening where anytime I would ask everyone, hey, what do you want for, you know, lunch and dinner this week? No one would really tell me anything and just say that they don't care or they would say whatever. I don't know, maybe like lettuce or something, but they just didn't seem into it as we were when we first started. So that didn't bother me, honestly, because I I have a shopping addiction, as we all know. So like being on an app and still ordering things, apparently, even if it's not clothes, I get a dopamine rush from that. Is that unhealthy? Probably. But I'm just going to be honest. Um, But what would bother me, what would get me, what would make a fire in my soul was when anytime someone was cooking, they would say out loud, oh, we have no sides. Oh, we have no vegetables. Oh, we don't have any of this. Let me tell you, my soul was burning. I was so pissed. I was livid. Okay, I wasn't livid because obviously I was, I, I brushed it off. But long story short, it really, really bothered me when anyone would make a comment about not having food when I was the one bending over backwards trying to make sure we had food, but no one would speak up when I asked them what sides they wanted. Is it something so little? Yes. But is it something that bothered me? A hundred percent. So I never really brought it up until this circle when we were all talking at the table. And it was so funny because all three, Taryn, Ashley, and TK, totally understood. They they said sorry. And they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I've done that. I can totally understand and see why that would frustrate you. And it was so funny because even though it was something so little and I knew they maliciously weren't trying or like purposely saying digs that insinuated I was horrible at getting food or I wasn't doing a good enough job, it still was so worth bringing up because now they were aware that, hey, maybe I need to pitch in a little more when it comes to figuring out what sides and dishes we want this week. So all I'm saying is that the roommate situation has been great. I really loved that we did that and I highly recommend it for anyone because honestly, um, I think it's just so important to, you know, have that communication, whether you're living with a significant other or just other roommates or even your family, because we all there's little things that always get us. And it definitely helped us. I felt like it low key made us all very excited to start our chore chart. Okay, so now switching gears. um, So everything with the roommates have been good. And honestly, everything with me personally has been pretty good recently. And that's why I really wanted to give you an update with all the anxiety, everything, especially if you listen to the last episode, because that was right. I just told you guys that my therapist recommended me see a psychiatrist. Um, And that was kind of hard for me to admit and talk about publicly. But now I can see how it is so nice to hear from someone else. Um, I have a friend actually who's also um, Lauren. I can totally say her name because she's made videos about her anxiety. Um, We've actually been texting quite a bit and it's been so nice having someone who 
also has gone through anxiety meds and stuff just to hear from them and know what's normal and what's not. And um, it's been really cool. So I hope this can be that for someone because it's like there's been times I literally thought I was dying. And then it turns out that it's something a very normal side effect of anxiety or anxiety meds and stuff. Um, And it's just so nice having someone to talk to. So I'm just going to share my story with everything. I'm very aware that everyone's story is completely different medications for some people and it's not for other people and everyone has it's just a sensitive thing but I'm just going to share my journey with it right now um will it change probably and I don't know I just I had a consultation with a psychiatrist about two months ago and it was top it was top of June and it's August now so yeah it's been about two full months and it was the best decision I ever made in my life I was definitely nervous because there is a lot of pros and cons to medication but let me first just say this even if you do not want to go on medication having a consultation with a psychiatrist was so beneficial for me because I learned so much for some reason in my head I kind of pictured them just being a doctor who prescribes things I didn't realize how much she actually will help me like actually diagnose me with specific things um, and specific anxieties and stuff so I'm gonna get into it And I just had to say that because even if I chose to not go on medication, which she gave me the choice, which I loved, I still think that consultation was worth every single penny. I know most of it's expensive, especially because a lot of insurances do not cover that. But just if you're like my personality, just knowing why things happen the way they do or like the reason why I'm feeling this way helped me understand it so much more. So I'm going to get into all of it. Okay, so it was actually kind of weird. I thought it would be only a 30-minute call. It ended up being about an hour. And she was asking me the most random questions ever, things that I expected, such as, have you been depressed? Have you ever felt suicidal? Do you have friends? That kind of stuff. And then there were even questions such as, how do you, what do you think about yourself that I didn't expect her to ask me? And it was crazy because basically the whole time she's so engaged, writing different things down. And then by the end, she basically tells me that, I definitely struggle with illness anxiety, which I was surprised she said illness anxiety, but she said basically any of the anxiety that I feel most of the time it has to do with me being sick. So of course with COVID, we can all understand why Alicia was not doing so hot. So for instance, having a headache instantly thinks that like I'm having a brain tumor and it goes to the worst case scenario or, um, you know, I had vertigo and for sure I thought I had Meniere's disease versus, oh, I probably just got dizzy or something, you know? So I loved that she got specific. It wasn't just, yes, you have anxiety. It was, no, you struggle with illness anxiety, the fear of even kind of like a hypochondriac, like you just are assuming you're sick or it's not only that you're sick, it's the worst case of sick that you could possibly be. If your arm hurts, you're scared that you have a broken tendon or your arms breaking or something like that Um, and it's so funny and it's easy to laugh about it afterwards but when you're actually going through it I can't tell you how many times I actually was wondering if I should drive to the ER hospital because I knew something was wrong like your mind is so strong and it plays these crazy like tricks on you but then after the fact you can laugh at it because it sounds so ridiculous guys literally a few days ago it felt like there was an indent in my forehead And I genuinely thought um, I needed to get like a freaking MRI or like CAT scan and I had cancer. Like I'm, I'm sorry. I'm like, I hate throwing around the word cancer so freely like that, but I'm not kidding. I genuinely thought I had a tumor or something. And that was just the other day. And now looking back, I'm like, haha, I literally, like I had, I thought I had an indent in my forehead. I literally Googled it. (laughs) 
<laughs> it was insane. So yeah, you can joke about it afterwards, but it's definitely like while you're going through it, it feels real. And I, I totally feel for anyone who struggles with mental health, whether it's anxiety or depression or bipolar, like it's insane how like strong your mind is and how, I don't know. It's just when you're in that moment, you feel that. And I, I sympathize with anyone because I think, you know, there's a stereotype of people saying, oh, she's over exaggerating or, oh, she's a hot mess or she's high maintenance or whatever. And that's not the case when you actually are feeling this. So I just had to say that. But the next thing she diagnosed me with, which is something I was actually so happy to hear because I've struggled with it for years and I knew I did, but I just didn't know to what extent I I knew I was shy, but her saying that I actually have social anxiety validated me in so many freaking ways because it's been such a problem for me for years. I always just thought I was shy. I didn't realize, you know, when people would ask me questions, I would blink. If someone was saying, hey, how's your day? It's not that I don't want to talk to you and it's not that nothing exciting happened in my day. It's that my mind physically goes blank and all I can say is, oh yeah, it was good. Like no details, no anything. And not when it's with my close friends, but when it's people who are, are, you know, could be potential friends or not just a stranger. Like those are the people that I've always struggled the most with where I'm like, okay, we've gotten past the small talk. We know who each other is, but you're not in my circle. Like if you're in my circle, you're in my circle. And her saying that I have social anxiety honestly made me happy I feel like some people may not like that but it literally made me happy because it just validated so many different feelings me realizing okay I'm not just shy it's not that I'm nervous like everyone gets nervous but this just explains so much so that was really refreshing she also said I have OCD thinking tendencies which that one was actually a shock to me my therapist had kind of thrown it out but she even said she's not um, qualified to diagnose me with that but she wondered if the therapist would say that so when she told me that I was shocked but I wasn't because I told her the only OCD that I'm familiar with is what society always tells us is you know someone being super clean and organized and she, when, when she even when she asked me do, do you notice yourself moving things around a lot to make sure they're perfectly straight or ordered or in their position or whatever. And I laughed and I was like, oh no, I knew exactly she was thinking OCD. And I told her my room is always a mess. Like I don't have to like be in clean areas. I'm fine. Well, apparently there's a huge difference between being OCD when it comes to things having to be arranged a certain way and um, OCD thinking. Very different things. Um, So it was actually really cool her explaining to me the processing of the what if thoughts and the spiraling of that is super OCD. And part of me also put it together and I realized no wonder I love my routine so much. Like ask any of my friends. It's not that I have the same routine, but when I'm out of a routine, I cannot function. I hate it. I like just having a routine. I, I don't know what it is about it, but I just love it. And I even laughed to her because I said I, I don't do that. But at the same time, I love my routine and I realized, oh, like that's a correlation. And then I realized how that's probably been a huge contributing factor to my successful YouTube channel because I can't explain it, but there's so many times, like the only thing that could have gotten me through all of those hours and hours of endless editing, most of the time, yes, it was because I loved it, but a lot of the times it would be, for instance, I would be editing and the thought would come into my head, oh my gosh, I should add this graphic here. That would make it so much better. 
So if I have the thought, oh, I need to add this graphic instantly, I don't have a choice. Now I have to add that graphic. And now looking back, I can see how very OCD that is. And that probably is the reason why videos were never good enough for me. They had to be perfect. They had to be executed. They had to be so perfect before I upload them. Otherwise they wouldn't do well or otherwise they wouldn't perform well. And now looking back, it all makes so much sense. Um, so that one kind of threw me off for a loop. And then she did say, um, definitely struggling with, um, a little bit of depression, which I think that's normal for a lot of people right now in COVID and just everything else going on in life. As I've said, you know, you never really know what someone's going through. And I think that's something I've really learned recently. Um, so yeah, with those four things, that was the best consultation, best money I've ever spent because again, it wasn't just, oh yes, you have anxiety. It was so specific and it helped me realize why I am the way I am. And I didn't hate it about myself. I think there's this huge shame around needing help. And for whatever reason, I have no shame saying that I talked to a therapist and I have a um, psychiatrist and whatever. Like I, I feel like it's helped me so much. So if you feel shameful around that, I hope you don't or find out that it's actually so freeing to talk about it. And I can't tell you how many people have reached out to me because of me talking about it or me even asking friends questions and stuff. Like even when I put up my last episode, I had a handful of friends message me saying, hey, I just wanna let you know I'm also on meds and it's the best decision of my life or it was not a good reaction for me. So so at the end of the hour consultation, I kind of just asked her, what should I do? How do I go about this? This is my first psychiatrist appointment. I made that very obvious. I said, I've never been on med- medication before. Do you think I need it? Um, what's, what's, the, what's the tea here? And I loved her answer. My biggest advice is find someone that you like, like find a therapist you like, find a psychiatrist you like, because I trust her. Like I really, really liked her and trust her, trusted her. She left it up to me. She honestly said we can continue therapy if you want to and try to tackle it that way. And let's say in a month or two, you realize that's not helping enough, then we can come back and try the meds or also you can try the meds. And I ended up choosing the meds. So I am actually on Zoloft, which is an SSR. And I've been on for two months. Um, Now going into that, I will say again, just want to reiterate, this isn't going to be for everyone. Um, That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. So yeah, um, I'm on Zoloft and there definitely have been some side effects. Now with that, before I go into the side effects, I will say I have actually felt so much like me for the first time in a long time time and this is even talking pre-COVID I think COVID really was just the thing that kind of set me over the edge with everything but some of the side effects that happened instantly were the insane fucking dreams now if you know you know and if you don't know I'm gonna explain it to you and just times what you think it is times a hundred I have never experienced dreams like this. It freaked me out so much. I ins- Long story short, the first night I had a dream and it was like I was a star of a movie. I was the lead character in a movie. It wasn't a nightmare, but they were so vivid and creepy and weird, but they weren't scary. And I've always, I've never liked nightmares. I get, definitely get them. And it wasn't a nightmare. Like I didn't feel scared in the dream, but when I woke up, it felt like, nighttime had been 
literally days before. Like it wasn't like waking up from a normal dream. It felt like I was in Inception. Genuinely, if you haven't seen that amazing movie, love Leonardo DiCaprio. Insane. Second night, I have another crazy dream that I'm screaming in it, which looking back, I remember thinking, oh, you know, there's been some things in my life that I've been angry at. Maybe this is me like finally screaming in my dream because I'm angry about it, whatever. The third night, I have a dream that my best friend, she just got recently got married. She's a home friend. You guys don't know her. Got married. Okay. Literally that day. That night, I have a dream that the guy turns out to be psycho. Okay. I'm not kidding, guys. I am in this dream. I am the lead character and I find out he is a stalker. And not only that, he is stalking my friend. He is stalking me. He's stalking this other person. He's so creepy. I'm not kidding. A movie. And I was the FBI freaking agent. And let me just also say, I am normally someone who gets scared. I get very scared. I get scared to even like sleep by myself here at night. That, that's something I really struggle with. And in my dream, I was the badass, like, again, lead character making moves. Okay. I was like, okay, he's going to be over there. We need to come over here. I was gathering everyone. Like my friend came up to me sobbing because she just married the dude. Could you imagine if like you marry a guy and he turns out to be this psychotic person who's like trying to kill you literally in the dream. He was trying to murder us. What the hell? Like, where did that come from, Alicia? Why am I dreaming this? I have no idea. Um, I didn't tell my friend this because I didn't want to freak her out, but I realized she could be listening to this. So yes, I did have a dream that your new husband was a murderer, but I promise you it was just the meds. <laughs> um, anyways, so literally I wake up from this dream at around 4 a.m. and I wake up and it almost felt like I'd kind of been drugged. It wasn't like a normal nightmare where I spring out of bed and my heart's racing and I'm sweating. I woke up so slow and kind of groggy, you know, realized in that moment, holy crap, the past three nights, I've had extreme intense dreams and I just started my medication three days ago. So then I lost it and then I started crying. I run into Taryn's room because Ashley was gone and I just start sobbing and she was the best roommate of life and just calmed me down. She ended up even sleeping in my bed that night because I was just so scared. And the, the thing that I told her was, if you've ever felt anxious from drinking or being high, you feel anxious for a second, but the number one thing you tell yourself is, okay, in an hour, you're going to feel fine, right? Well, in this scenario, I knew it wasn't just going to be an hour in my head. Every single night, I'm going to have these dreams. I was scared to go to sleep. I can't just cut the medication. And the next day, I was supposed to actually up my dose. So I was really freaking out, thinking everything was going to be so much worse. But the next day was a Sunday. So I couldn't message my or I couldn't email my psychiatrist because I knew she wouldn't see it until Monday. So I was so scared to up the dose, but I did anyway. And um, I actually ended up texting Lauren and I was just like, yo, can I ask you some questions? If it's a trigger in any way, please let me know. I do not care. Like I won't take it personal if you don't want to talk about anything and bless her heart. She was such an open book and she said she will share anything and she's here in any way. So I was explaining these dreams to her and instantly she says, oh my gosh, the dreams. Yes. Like I've had crazy dreams before. I forgot though, because they're usually when you first start meds. And funny enough, instantly after she told me that I felt so much better. Um, I also did come up with a thing that I do with Taryn instead of me researching things, because usually that makes it 20 million times worse. Um, I, I'll usually ask Taryn to research things for me. And I highly recommend this for people who like researching things instead of 
researching yourself, you know, weird dreams in Zoloft or nightmares in Zoloft because some of the things you find are triggering or then it puts it in your head that that will happen. Have a trusted friend or family member look it up for you and then they can tell you the gist of it and it helps me so much. So for instance, I asked Taryn to look up nightmares in Zoloft and she said people say that, you know, they have some intense dreams that are pretty vivid but nothing about like nightmares or blah, blah, blah. So it was actually really nice having someone else look that up. So that's just a tip from me. So long story short, the main reason why I wanted to say this was it actually got so much better. I haven't, I definitely still get weird dreams now, but it was just kind of like a side effect that came up. And after those first three nights, I think knowing to expect weird dreams helped so much. Like the second Lauren said, yeah, she also gets dreams. I realized, oh, this is normal. Okay. I don't need to freak out about it. Um, so that was definitely one of the side effects that I am warning anyone if you are new to this world, because I am and it literally freaked me out like no other where now I just kind of expect to have weird dreams and some of them are crazy and it just makes no sense and other ones are I don't know they're insane so that's one of the side effects the other one is definitely feeling a slight sense of dizziness or vertigo it's not scary I remember hearing people talk about side effects and I thought it was going to be so crazy and bad that I like couldn't handle it it's definitely very subtle and it's not that bad but I definitely still am having a slight dizziness Usually when I try to lay down to go to sleep, but um, I actually messaged my psychiatrist because I was nervous. I was like, is this bad? Am I dying? And she said it's really normal and that they should wear off um, in the next few weeks. And if they don't, to then we can switch um, medications if we need to. So I really liked how calm she was because that helped me a lot. Um, but yeah, definitely a few side effects. I think the number one thing I've realized is medication is not a magic pill. In the very beginning, I was so excited to actually get on medication because I think in my head I thought, oh my gosh, this is going to take away all my problems. And it doesn't. And I think that's something that I just really want to reiterate because if that was the case, everyone would be on meds and everything would be perfect. And that's not the case at all. You know, again, not only do you have to find the right one for you, you have to find the right dosage. And it is a big thing. It's a big thing to consider. You know, there's risks with taking some, there's side effects and um, it's a lot and it's not a magic pill. So with everything, I've still been doing therapy and I think the two just go so hand in hand. Obviously, things have been really good for me overall. And it's crazy looking back that I the way like the way I was feeling before there's been some days for instance last week I actually kind of had like a hard week it was I was definitely sad and I felt like some of my um, anxiety was coming back but definitely way lower like way way lower than it was and it is so crazy to me how that was my every single day times a hundred like I'm not kidding and I'm not exaggerating I'm not just looking for sympathy but like looking back, I'm like, Alicia, no wonder you were literally depressed for like a month or like why? No wonder you had no motivation for work or no wonder certain things would trigger you. Like when your um, fight or flight is just overboard, when your body is just so overly sensitized. And that's what the psychiatrist told me. She said, you're just on full stimulation and we need to kind of calm your mind to realize that you're actually not in any threatening situation, you know, fight or flight is amazing. Like if you are in danger, your body, even if you are dead tired, you can get up and sprint miles like that is good. Adrenaline is good, but in the right way. So when you're chilling at home and your body sees something as a threat, it's putting your like sen- like you're you're just so freaking sensitized to where any little thing will totally throw you off. Like I think I mentioned this last time. I'm not sure, but there was one night where I simply stood up too fast. You know how you get kind of fuzzy when you stand up too fast? (laughs) That happened and I instantly freaked 
the fuck out. I'm not even kidding. And Taryn looks at me. She's like, are you okay? And I said, no. And then I had, I started hysterically crying, like hyperventilating. And I just sit on the floor and she just comes up to me. I love her so much. Get, get you a friend like Taryn holds my hands and sits there with me on the floor and says, take deep breaths. Like it's okay. You have anxiety. It's fine. Like just acknowledging that helped so much too, but something as little as standing up that put me over the edge where normally that wouldn't normally I would just stand up and think oh I got dizzy huh like that's all but in that situation I stood up and freaked out and that's when I actually decided that I did want to um see a psychiatrist that was a while ago but um yeah it's definitely not a magic pill it's not something that just fixes everything I think I've learned that if anything I just feel more like me like I can handle things better um and therapy is amazing. Like I recommend it for everyone. Um, even try to find someone who your insurance covers. Like, I don't know, just find someone. I think I've really learned how much I like control, which again, with those OCD tendencies, like makes sense. Even looking down to my Instagram feed, like it was actually so hard for me to stop having a perfect feed, which I know it probably still looks like it, but I've actually drastically changed my feed um, for how it used to be. Like everything used to have to be crisp white and I never could post photos. And luckily once I dyed my hair brown, I realized I just need to let that go. And it was so hard for me. But luckily I think because I dyed my hair, it was easy of a change to do that because I was, I was missing out on posting such amazing moments in my life because it simply didn't fit my feed. Like that's, that's lame. That's stupid. But it makes sense though of why it was so hard for me when I like things in order and I like things having its place. So I think the number one thing I've also learned is that it's not always the stereotype. I mentioned this recently on a podcast. Again, even with me having like OCD thinking, just because something isn't a stereotypical thing doesn't mean what you're going through still isn't hard. So speaking of therapy, though, there was actually this exercise that I would love. This might be really lame and cheesy and cliche, but I would love for you guys to do right now. If you are close to a pen and paper um, and you're not really doing much, you're not driving. Or maybe if you listen to this, maybe just do it later on your own or come back to this podcast and do it. But my therapist actually did this with me right before I got on medication and it helped me so much. I still have the drawing somewhere in this messy room. Um, I know. Oh, no, it's in my notebook. Yeah. OK, I have it. <laughs> um, so if you're just feeling anxious or you have anxiety or you've been struggling with anxiety or whatever, or not even anxiety, it could be depression or anything like that, too, whatever it is, take a notebook and I want you to draw a stick figure of yourself. OK, I'm going to continue talking how my therapist was talking to me, but obviously you can just do it, too. So she has me pull out a pen and a paper and says, draw a stick figure of yourself. OK, so I draw a little stick figure. Um, my drawing all throughout my elementary and high school of drawing stick figures came in handy because like I thought she was pretty cute. <laughs> um, she had a little ponytail. She was wearing this dress, but it was a pretty basic stick figure. And then she proceeded to say, now I want you to draw where you feel anxious in your body right now on your stick figure. And at first I didn't really know what she meant. I mean, I knew what she meant, but then she proceeded to say, so if you're feeling it in your chest, I want you to draw it, but draw how it feels. So if it feels like scribbles, if it feels like circles or however it feels, I want you to draw it. If it feels like tingling, draw little dots or whatever. So I start with, you know, the obvious, my chest, 
where a lot of people feel anxious. I usually feel it in my upper chest or like my throat. Like I feel like I can't breathe sometimes. So I draw some scribbles there and it's like black. Then I say, okay, I'm done. And she's like, no, 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 no. Slow down, bitch. She didn't say that, but she said, slow down. I want you to take a second, close your eyes. Where else do you feel it? It's like she knew. It's like she knew. It's like she's, you know, licensed for this. Then I go a little slower because I tend to go really fast with things. And I realize, you know, my cheeks are actually really tingly too. So I draw some on my cheeks and then I realize it's not just my chest. I also kind of feel it in my forearms, like weird. I've never felt anxious. Like my, they were, they were just tingly, like kind of like tingly. So I draw it there. The more that I'm drawing, the more that I'm looking, this stick figure is just has scribbles all over her body, <laughs> which is crazy because I kind of dismissed that so quick thinking it was only in my chest. Like when you actually go slow and think you actually can notice so much more. So then I finally am done and she says, okay, show me your stick figure. Granted, this is all over Zoom because we can't see each other face to face. So I flip around my notebook and show my iPhone camera, my stick figure. <laughs> she says, good job. Then she says, okay, now I want you to draw your stick figure in a place where all of that anxiety would go away. Kind of threw me off, okay? Because I was like, where, where am I going to draw? But I just started drawing, okay? I, I wasn't thinking about what I was drawing at all. I drew myself on some grass. The next thing I know, I draw sun and some clouds. So clearly I'm outside, right? I really had no plan of what I was drawing, I draw some flowers and while I'm drawing this, I actually had, I started to kind of feel a little relaxed and I'm drawing mountains <laughs> and let me tell you, I was like, why did a bitch draw mountains? I am not the normal outdoorsy type. I used to love camping as a child, but like that's not my scene. Like even just cabin life is not really my scene. I like it, but it's not what I, what I love. So I'm, I'm looking at this drawing and I'm having so much fun drawing myself there. I'm picturing myself laying in the grass. I'm picturing myself just being outside and I'm finally done. And I show my therapist and she says, okay, explain this to me. Like, why did you draw this? So then I'm looking at it and she says, how do you feel right now? And I got, guys, I was shook. <laughs> because all of the anxiety that I had just felt was gone. And that alone showed me how meds is not a magic pill, that our minds are so powerful, but yet we can still control them. Like it's our mind, it's our brain. Like we are still in control of our perspective and how within a, a simple exercise that was literally two minutes maybe to do I was able to calm myself down but it's crazy because I was picturing myself not having anxiety and I drew myself in this grassy field and clouds and mountains clearly up in the mountains and I was so interested that I drew that like why did I draw that because some people would draw a beach I didn't draw a beach like that's not where I thought my anxiety would go away so I go to tell her why I drew this and it all made sense to me, okay? I was saying how being outside and having the sun there, like being away from the city, which we all know I love the girl boss hustle grind, being away from all of that felt so relaxing. 
the mountains threw me off. I was like, why did I draw these mountains? But then I actually realized I have always loved being up away. I'm going to explain that a little more. Whenever my friends who have lived in high rise apartments have lived in high rise apartments, I always loved it. Not because it's bougie and it's cool or whatever. I loved the feeling of being up away from the city or being up away from everyone else. I love airplane rides looking out the window because I do my best work there. I do my best reflecting in an airplane because I feel up away from the world. And that's why I drew mountains because I love the feeling of being up away from my worries, my anxieties, the craziness, the world. And it's just, that's just where I feel like I can relax. So it wasn't even necessarily the mountains, like, you know, mountain man life, you know, it was more about being up away from all of my worries and struggles. So I also realized that's why I really love snowboarding. I'm not the best at it. I'm okay, but I've always loved snowboarding because one, it's up away from the world. You literally see the town just get smaller and smaller as you drive up the hill. And on top of it, I'm off my phone while I'm snowboarding because let's be real, I've tried to get some stories. It's doable, but it's really hard to text and go down the mountain. So then she told me, obviously you can't go to the mountains every single day, but what can you do in your daily life that gets you feeling like this, you know? And instantly I thought of, well, I can go lay out in the grass. I can go on a walk. I can even just drive up a hill and sit there in a parking lot, overlook the city. I can you know what else I can do? I can just be off my flipping phone. Like that's something that is, takes you away from all of the craziness and stuff. And that exercise, I'm not kidding, taught me not only a lot about myself, but it actually helped me so much. I was in tears, like describing to my therapist where I was and why my anxiety went away. I was literally sobbing And I didn't know that was in me. Like that day I picked up the phone thinking, oh my gosh, this week, like I'm actually feeling pretty good. Um, Yeah, I'm anxious, but whatever. This is going to be a whatever session. And those are always the sessions where you learn most about yourself. But yeah, I really think you guys should do um, that exercise because it helped me so much. And that's only one. There's so many. There's so many tools out there that I'm learning. Even if you can't afford therapy, I'm sure there's a million podcasts of actual Um, licensed therapists who have a podcast like find someone like that I'm not qualified much (laughs) you can listen to this but um you know I'm not that qualified and yeah I think I've just been learning a lot about myself that way even just the past few months it's been really refreshing again I know medication isn't for everyone but so far with a few side effects I've actually had a really good experience and oh my gosh I just my heart goes out for anyone who's been struggling because the shit is weird. This year is insane. It feels like our lives have just been turned completely upside down. You turn on the news, it's something about politics. You turn on the news, it's something about COVID. And then they're saying something else that they messed up about earlier in COVID. And then it's da 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 da. And then you just don't know what's right and what's wrong. And you don't know who to trust. And it's a lot. And then on top of that, we're all going through our own personal shit that normally is already a lot, let alone during a worldwide pandemic. Some people can't even see their families right now. It's just, it's a lot. And I think like we always say on this podcast, your feelings are valid and don't compare yourself to other people. Um, Like it's okay to admit like shit's crazy right now, but you know, one day we're going to look back and say, we fucking got through it for me personally, like bitch without God, I would not be getting through this like at all. Um, and meds, God and meds. (laughs) Just kidding. But uh, anyways, I 
yeah, I just, I hope that this episode helped out some of you guys and definitely want to do an update on my vlog channel. I just overthink everything and want it to be perfect, but I just need to upload a vlog like this. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. And I would love to hear any other exercises you do that helps or anything like seriously, I'm here just to even send a DM. Sorry if I don't see it, but most likely I'll, I'll try my best to see it and reply. Um, but I'm here for you guys and I know Remy is too, and we love you so much. And, um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. And next week, Rem and I will be back together. Best duo ever. Anyways, don't forget to subscribe to Pretty Basic and follow us on Instagram, Pretty Basic Official. And don't forget to subscribe, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week. Okay. Okay, bye. (laughs) 